no culture. What is up, everybody? And welcome to the first episode of No Culture. Let me introduce myself. I am your host, Bailey, aka at the Bayway on IG. And I'm here with my handsome co-host, June, aka at June B Hook Monster on IG. We'll spell them later. <laughs> All right, so let me clear the air. Yes, we are a couple, but I'm gonna preface this by telling you guys this is not a relationship podcast. I repeat. It is not a relationship podcast. Not to say we won't touch on relationship topics through our journey, but we just won't be touching on our relationship in specific. We just found it's, you know, it's best that way <laughs> to keep some things private and, you know, um, but yeah, we are a couple, like I said, we've been together almost three years, but we vibe on so many different levels outside of, you know, our romance. We actually, you know, connect and creatively and we just you know we're friends and lovers so we decided we could still start a podcast a dope podcast and it not be a relationship podcast i don't know anyway i think they're kind of corny anyway but anyway <laughs> so you're probably thinking um if you're not going to discuss your relationship what are you going to be discussing so we're going to be discussing all things culture or lack thereof um hence the artwork if you peeped it if anybody knows me i'm an old lady i love puns i love plays on words i love dad jokes i love mom jokes so that's kind of why I named it this or I stylized the artwork that way, because, you know, in America, we kind of don't have an American culture. If you think about it, we're this big melting pot. But and that's kind of our culture. Our culture is being a melting pot. But America itself kind of doesn't have like this one culture. So that's kind of why I named it no culture and have a stylized with an N.O., you know, darken on the artwork because it's kind of like, well, no culture and oh, and, you know, Let's get to no culture, K-N-O-W. So whatever. I'm old lady. I like I like corny shit. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, in addition to podcasting, I just want to tell you guys about me. I do write music. I write songs. June here, he sings songs and he has music out there. He um, engineers. He has even gotten into some like producing. So that's how we vibe and connect the most is by, um, you know, being creatives. And with that, we share two common traits. One we're always full of ideas and two we overthink a lot so that's kind of what we, what we wanted to do with this podcast is share our thoughts and kind of you know share our vibe if vibe is still a word that you know the kids use because you know i'm an old lady like i said <laughs> so um yeah like i said we plan to cover all things culture pop culture woke culture cancel culture music culture political culture you name it we're going to navigate it all and um, we're gonna have a really fun time doing so um more about me i am an ex-military member so, and I'm a person that has like real OCD, not that OCD people claim to have, you know, when they're a neat person. So with that, I like to do things in ways that make sense to my brain. Um, so each episode, you can look forward to four segments because I like like organization and I like um, things to be structured. Um, so here's the four segments, which I named one, nobody cares. Segment two, this is a safe space. Segment three, could you imagine? And segment four what you watching um all right so nobody cares is where we'll likely discuss something in like pop culture you know because people always want to act like they don't love pop culture and you know we all do but you know so i'm kind of playing with that nobody cares even though we care <laughs> um so this is a safe space is where we'll discuss like um, mental health or interpersonal relationships um we'll discuss things in, like political or woke culture or cancel culture um, something legal or like a social just justice issue. That's where we'll discuss that. Uh, my background is legal. Um, that's the field I've been working in for about 15 years. So um, I'm sorry, 15 years. What am I talking about? Like 
I'm, trying, I'm not trying to age myself, but okay, like, yeah, like 15 years. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay, and could you imagine is where we discussed the craziest, most unbelievable stories we saw during our scrolls that week? Because you know, the internet is a crazy place, and what you're watching is where we discuss, you know, what you're watching, or we'll also discuss music we're listening to, and we'll um, recommend things to watch or talk about what everybody's binging. So of course we'll throw other things in there um, in between, um, but that's generally how our um, episodes are gonna go. Uh, I like to keep the episodes between 30 and 40 minutes because I know how people's attention spans are. This is the, the age of technology. We have phones in our hands. We have all this information, all these things to watch, TikToks, whatever. Just need 30, 40 minutes of your time. We'll have a good time. You know, we'll keep you entertained. It'll be worth the while. Uh, we plan on dropping once a week and that'll be on Mondays. After a couple shows, if we feel like you guys like us a lot, we may decide to drop twice a week and that would be Mondays and Thursdays. Woo. So I think I covered it all. So, you know, let's get into this. June. Yes. Yes. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. How's your day been? How are you? How are you doing? Introduce yourself to the people. It's been good. I'm June, y'all. Um, singer, songwriter, mm. engineer, mm. produce a little bit. Just all around, you know. Cool, oh, okay. Cool cat. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> trying to fit on the cool voice. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, how's your day? It was good. Was it? It was great. Yes, I'm. I'm actually not tired. I got some sleep last night, so I feel good. All right, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good day. Um, actually, it's funny when I went to go pick up G. Uh, on the way, you know, there's that long school zone. You have to go 20 miles per hour until you get to the school. Then you know, there's opposing traffic or oncoming traffic, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Trying to turn into the school. You know, there's always a long line. Um, I thought about this because the car in front of me had stopped to let a car in. And I thought to myself, like, what is it about us as human beings that always wants to be like, why is it so cool? Like, what's the big hoorah about being the bigger person or just the nice person? There was something that happened to my life a couple of days ago. Actually, I think it was like four days ago. And I decided not to be the bigger person. And the reason why is because I was like, well, f- why the fuck not? <laughs> like, what do you think people's obsession are with being the bigger person? Like, what is this a society that tries to tell us, like, always put yourself second when you're feeling emotional? Oh, yeah. That's why people fail. You got to always put yourself first, no matter what. Do you always play the big person in situations? No. Sometimes, you don't? Sometimes. I'm usually not the bigger person. You're not? Usually, No. Uh-uh, I think you're making that up. Like I'm talking about like situations with like me and you. Usually you're the bigger person. No, I mean in general. I think you're the bigger person usually. Like round about, like you're the type of someone's walking in, you'll hold a door. So oh, it's yeah. like yeah. 10 feet away. Whereas me, if they're 10 feet away, it's gonna, it, the door is going to get closed. <laughs> but is that like necessarily the bigger person or is that just like being, I guess, nice? Because mm. I, w- I would think when I, when I, when you say bigger person, I think of bigger person like, for instance, um, in an argument or a fight or something like that. You, you know, are the bigger person in our fights. That. Even though this isn't a relationship podcast, we're not going to tell them about <laughs> us. But I will say, just knowing you as a person, I feel like you're typically the bigger person. Like times when I've seen you in interactions with other people and things that people have done, like your friends, things like that, I feel like you've always kind of been the bigger person. Like there's been many times where you've had interaction with friends or family. I've been like, uh, you might need to um, boss up on this one. Yeah, yeah, true. Like whereas me, I'm like, you, you know, I have the mouth. Well, now that you word it that way, yes. Yeah, like, but it's, but I think you, your personality is the more desired by society. Like, people think you should be that way. I mean, I don't know. But then 
if you are that way, a lot of a lot of times people you can be a pushover, you know, or people can you uh-huh. can be considered a pushover, or people can look at it as being, <coughs> being a pushover or being too nice. You know, I mean, you know? no, I, I think there's nothing like I me. Mean, I feel like I'm nice, and I do feel like a lot of times I I have to be the bigger person. I do feel that, but my thing is, it's like the the occasion where you're not the bigger person. I feel like people look at you crazy, like how dare you? Where it's like, yeah, like like it's supposed to be the norm. Yeah, like my know, thing is, yeah. why does not being the bigger person get shat on so much? Like, what's mm-hmm. wrong with being like, excuse my French, but no, bitch, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> and and even though my actions may not be the best right now, it makes me feel better. Like, okay, here's another example. Um, something happens. Okay, this is kind of better than what I said before. Mm-hmm. Something happens. You have a way with words. You. You have an ability to put things in a way, even though I know you're probably pissed off. Mm-hmm. Me, I want to go off <laughs> because I feel like venting it out helps me. Like getting yeah. those cuss words out. There's nothing like a you bitch. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing that tickles the, my fancy better than saying that to somebody. Whereas I'm not that fancy, right? You know, you know that. <laughs> but um, you know what I'm saying? Rather than um, you know, I just feel like when you did that, it made me feel to this. Like, you know what I mean? There's oh, like, yeah, exp- explaining the whole situation. No, like, or just. Sometimes you just want to be like, you know, F you. Right. Know if we can, yeah, right off the bat instead of saying, yeah, well, maybe if you could have, you know, trying to resolve it or something like that. Mm-hmm. You just want to just let them know what time it is. Exactly. The, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. I just think that shoot. sometimes there's a time and a place. That's uh-huh. all. Well, shoot. It's a, I case, mean, it's a case by case basis. I think Jada would have something to say about it. If I ever went to Red Table Talk, she would <laughs> tell me that I should always be the bigger person. <laughs> Jada. Jada and Will. Ugh. Jada so, and Will. I'm so sick. Look, I hey, am look. So sick. Look, you aren't the only one. Hey, let's get into Nobody Cares. Nobody yes. cares. So did you know that there is actually a real life petition out there calling for Will and Jada to not be interviewed anymore? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I saw something on Twitter about that. That's crazy. I'm gonna read you the article. Go ahead. Quote, a petition calling for Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith to not be interviewed anymore has over 18,000 signatures. One person wrote, quote, everything I learned about this couple is against my will. Free us. (laughs) 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 No, it's true. You know what I was done? Uh, Let's take the listeners. I'm going to take the listeners down. I mean, I'm I'm sick of them, too. What was your final? What information did you hear about them that was your final straw? I think the final straw was when... She was talking about Will's, like, their sex life or whatever. And she uh-huh. said how he don't, he, I guess he doesn't please or whatever it is. I'm like, damn, y'all still married, right? right? Still in a full-blown relationship. And you just putting all your your man business out there to the public. Knowing he's, you know, this huge public figure. Mm-hmm. Like, and then Will just sitting there, didn't, okay, how about, how about this? Since you were talking about bigger person. No, yeah, you better go ahead and call is back. Is Will being the bigger person? Exactly. We, we don't, is he? No, I'm, I'm Oh, I'm, is he I'm being asking. the bigger person? Yeah, what do you think? Since since you brought that up. You know, so funny. Okay. So, as we all know, let's just, because we're, well, I'm an 80s baby. Or you're 80s baby, too. Late 80s. I'm yeah. a mid-80s baby. Um, So, we grew up with Will and Jada. I, you know, mm-hmm. along the line, as long from the time we probably can remember TV, I have known of a Will and a Jada. Um, for whatever reason, they've been people's relationship goals. As you know how I feel, I don't think anybody's relationship mm-hmm. should be your goals, but there's people out there that do that. Yeah, corny. Um, <laughs> but they've always been good at having that mystique. 
you know, we've always kind of wondered about them. They never really had their business out there. We, there was always rumblings. There was always rumblings. I remember rumors about maybe Will possibly being gay with Dwayne Martin. That was one. And them possibly having an open marriage. That was another. Mm -hmm. I, that's the only rumors I ever heard about them, though. Um, until the entanglement happened. Until Jada's business got out about making Whoopi with August Alsina. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is when this crap started happening. Yeah. Um. So my thoughts about this is Will Smith is not being the bigger person. He's actually being emasculated. <laughs> and I think that he's okay. So lately, as you know, he's been revealing embarrassing things about himself. Mm -hmm. It's like, it seems like, and so has Jada. Jada's also been revealing embarrassing things about Will. Mm -hmm. It's like, not only did she embarrass him by making Whoopi with August Alcina and getting caught publicly, because remember, that was his only issue with it. Mm -hmm. He was like, it's okay if you're going to do it, but the fact, you know, you got caught is the problem. Mm -hmm. But it seems like she's just like turning the dagger now, like mm -hmm. in the wound. Like, not only did I embarrass you, but now to not look like the big, the bad guy to everybody else, I'm going to make you look bad. Mm -hmm. And excuse why I got into that entanglement. So I think that's the issue. Mm. Um, so no, he's being this really smaller person. She's like, she's the man. Yeah. So for me, I was done with Will when he told the world that when his girlfriend cheated on him when he was younger, he went on a whoopee spree and had so much sex that he said he would start vomiting after orgasm. That's crazy. Why would someone tell us that? that, that I've, I have never heard of, I've never heard of nothing like that. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. That is crazy. And I think it's like, what's the point why are you revealing that about your relationship i don't know i don't know i don't know what the hell he was trying to do but yeah since you said your point how you said you don't feel like he's being the bigger person well i mean we also don't know what's going on outside of the cameras and the media and all that we don't know we don't know what he's doing i mean um but i'm saying you asked do i think he's being the big person yeah based off what we know what do you think Based off what we know, I mean, he's not really, I don't, I don't, I don't really keep up with Will like that, but I don't really know, know anything big like that he's posting now, like right. any certain things. I don't really see him posting like that or even trying to like oh, defend himself or anything. I so I think he's just kind of just letting it just do what it does. Like it's a, it's just a madhouse with all this stuff going on and he's, he's just sitting back like, all right, okay, well. You know, it is what it is. Let it be okay. what it is. Because Will's definitely being very, very, very quiet. But with all that going on, like, and you looking at that way, and for you not to. Oh, I see. Okay, you yeah. Know what I'm yeah, in that regard, yeah, he's being the bigger person. You yeah. mean by not, like, blowing up her spot? Yeah. Got you. Okay. He's still letting her do her. Do, just do what he's like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, well, that's it. What well, takes a lot, but. I'm going to tell the listeners right now if you guys are interested in signing this petition, you can go to change.org. <laughs> And you can aptly, it's aptly titled, quote, Stop Interviewing Will and Jada Smith. It launched a week ago and it calls for journalists to stop giving the Hollywood power couple a platform. <laughs> and as of now, it has 18,400 uh, signatures. And I want to sign it. I want to sign it too. I'm with that because I'm, I'm tired of them. It's just nasty. Yeah, it's, it's, them weird ass kids. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they're so strange. Yeah, like, they, they just need to go. Like, I feel like sometimes older Hollywood figures are holding on to something, irrelevance, whatever. Um, and I have no idea as to why. I don't even know. I like, I liked, I loved them growing up. Well, more so Jada. I, I, Will Smith was always going to add to me. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't really, you weren't really a, like a Fresh Prince fan like that. No, were you? I hate when people See, compared to Martin. I liked, I liked Fresh Prince. Yeah. Um, 
back in the day, but yeah. Yeah. But no, um, people have some wild takes. I ha- was scrolling like I always do, and I saw that um, someone had said that Doja Cat's going to be the next Beyonce. And I wanted to ask you about that real quick before we move on to um, the next segment, because uh, what well, do you think? Well, for one, you know how I feel about Beyonce. I don't think she's this, everybody thinks she's this huge, mm-hmm. you know, this this icon. She, her and Jay-Z are goals, you know, like mm-hmm. you were talking about. Um, so as far as them... Com- trying to com- say that Doja Cat's gonna be the next Beyonce. I don't even what like what exactly are they? What is the Beyonce? Yeah, exactly. I will say, well, I'm not too um, impressed or uh, like uh, entertained or enthused about her personally because she has no personality. I would say that um, entertainment wise and her talent, I think oh, that's, yeah, a, that's those that's a big that's a different that's it. a different shoe to fill to me. That's on. I mean, I, I, but then again, like you're right, like. I don't even know what lane Beyonce has filled. Like, you know, you have Me your either. Michaels, you have your Princes, you have your Whitney's. I don't feel like Beyonce ever created her own lane. Like, mm. she doesn't even write her songs. Mm-mm. So, uh, I don't yeah, know. She's like, a, <laughs> she's like a creative player, you know. Oh, that's a good That's thing. how I look at it. She, you know, on 2K. Yeah. say if it was like a, you know, a women's 2K. Right. She'd be like a creative player. Damn. You know, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to explain because she is so talented, but it's like no, she is. It's just, but it's just like uh, it's like everything I feel is presented for her, and she just steps into the role because mm-hmm. she can sing. Everything's laid out, yeah. And she she you know has I mean? a she has a powerful voice. She can sing. Mm-hmm. She's good. Um, as far as them saying that Doja, Doja Cat, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. I really like. I really like Doja Cat. Because my thing is, Doja why can't Cat's she be like the first? My, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doja Cat, one of my favorite female artists, as you know. Yeah. Um, so I don't. Yeah, I don't get what what they're trying to. I don't understand. I'm thinking maybe they're comparing it. Maybe the impact, like just just her, kind of like how Lady Gaga was. Oh. Or like, like now, then you have your Beyonce. Now that maybe the next is like a Doja Cat. I I could see that but, as far as like fans, like the yeah. fan base and stuff. I could see that. I could see Doja being an icon, but I don't necessarily need to compare her to a Beyonce, Mm-mm. like. Like, and that's the thing. I don't necessarily, when I think of comparing someone to Beyonce, it's never really her talent. It's always just like her influence, like her, just how she can amass a crowd or not even a literal crowd, like just a bunch of people, a dem- demographics from any, everywhere. Mm-hmm. But where I pause with Beyonce is I'm always kind of slow to really care about someone who doesn't care about others. Not that social media is a big deal, but she has like a hundred million followers and follows nobody. Yeah. Or I think Jay's, you know, she's never really been personable with her fans. No, no engagement. She's just yeah. like, oh, they're there. They're mm-hmm. going to support me. I don't have to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, people or her fans see her out and about and say, hey, Beyonce, you know, can I get an autograph or can I get this? I wouldn't be surprised if she just give them all the cold shoulder. Right. Because she seemed like that type. Well, she's probably so used to, you know what I'm saying, all this attention. Right. That she probably just, maybe, who knows, maybe she's arrogant. Maybe, I mean. Or she just she's always been so safe. I would say she's yeah. she's well trained as far as like publicity. Publicity. Concerned. Oh yeah, you never hear. You never hear anything. You never hear anything. Yeah, that's true. I mean, she got a little spicy like on Lemonade and everything after Jay Z cheated, but mm-hmm. um, it's like you never actually. I think that is only when we started seeing some of her personality. Like once she got, once she, I'm not gonna say she's old, but I'm saying once she's became seasoned and she could afford to go out there and do something different or. Then I think, um, or she could risk it, I should say, not afford it. But mm. then it kind of came out or when all this, you know, like social justice started. She, you know, did all that mm-hmm. at the Super Bowl. There was, so there was some personality there. But until then, I've never really 
she just looked like an artist that could sing, that could dance, and people wrote songs for her and she sang them. Mm-hmm. And that's how I kind of took it as. But I just think Doja's going to be the next Doja. Yeah. No, I, lo- I love Doja Cat. Yeah. I'm excited to see what what she does mm-hmm. in the future, you know, five, three, three years, five years down. They're trying hard to make Chloe the next Beyonce. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she her uh, Prote- protege. protege or something? She just yeah. doesn't do it for me. I'm not, and I'm not even trying to sound like a hater because you know I get my props when mm-hmm. I, you know I love me a bad B. Mm-hmm. It's just not there for me. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's just that. Um, oh, shoot. Switching gears to something a little more serious. Mm-hmm. This has been on my mind. I want to see what you said. Let's, see. Let's get in a safe space. All right, let's get in the safe space. I told the listeners already what it is. Usually we talk about something in the news, something serious. It's a safe space. I mean, in other episodes, we may get a little touchy. You know, there may be some trigger warnings. We don't want to be canceled. Blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> but you got to say that these days. You know, it ain't the 80s no more. Um, nor, the, nor the 90s. It ain't even. It's barely the early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> so you heard about the school shooting. Yeah. Um, They found a little boy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in jail, 15 years old, getting tried as an adult. Um, there was a manhunt for his parents. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody hadn't heard about this, um, there, there it is then. It happened in Michigan. He killed four people, blase, blase. Mm-hmm. Um, his parents bought him the gun. He had it on social media, took a picture of it, blah, 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 blah. That's not really the news I want to talk about right now. They're contemplating charging the parents with manslaughter. Uh, there's actually a article I came across in the Washington Post, if you guys want to look at it. <laughs> It says, quote, more states consider laws to punish parents if children fire unsecured guns. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. So what they're saying, they're saying is because the gun was unsecured mm-hmm. and he got a hold of it mm-hmm. that the parents are gonna, should be charged. Right. Is what they're right. saying. But not even like even we can even take it off of this exact because those parents for this Michigan dude were shitbags. Mm-hmm. They were on the manhunt. They were, they were running. They just got caught. They were. um Hiding in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. But to be perfectly honest with you, well, go ahead. Let me hear your thoughts first and I'll go ahead. Well, no, you, you and, go. I was going to run off of what I said. So yeah, in general, I don't think that a parent should be held liable for something that a child does. Um, even if it's insecure, insecure, a 15-year-old who gets a gun and takes it to school and shoots someone, regardless if you're a terrible parent or not, I just feel like that would open up so much for other things. Mm-hmm. What if I go to school and I'm a child and I beat someone up and they say in the cafeteria and they slip and fall and they hit their head on the table and die. Mm-hmm. So as me as a parent, am I getting, am I going to jail because I didn't raise my kid right? Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Or, or say if even a knife at the school already, mm-hmm. uh, say a butter knife or something. If someone, someone pokes it in someone's neck, you can kill somebody with anything. Yeah. Secure it or not. Um, that's where I am with that. And just with the president that it was set. The precedent that I would said, I should say, I said, President, I'm talking about Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> that's what that's what I think about when I hear stuff like this. A lot of people always think about the current issue, but they don't think about what that will set going forth if you implement a law. Mm-hmm. Um, while I do feel like they are shitty parents, while I do feel like I don't think you should be buying a 15 year old a handgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do see a lot of parents on Instagram all the time. They're taking their children out to um, open areas yeah they're shooting yeah Yeah, they 
rifles, guns, everything. Mm-hmm. So I've seen that a lot. And so it's usually um, encouraged. It's usually, mm-hmm. it's usually encouraged. So I don't know where I'm at with this one. Because my thing is, even if it's secured, the kid's going to have a safe number. Because then you could say, okay, it was secure, but he went and did it. So now is it, and now is the law, you're going to have it in a lockbox, you can't tell the kid the code? Like maybe that's what they thought they expected for the parents to, like, it's okay to obviously have the gun, but they expect it to be put up, yeah, somewhere for, and maybe used when they do go out to a field or they they go do stuff like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. But, um, yeah, it was unsecured. They bought it for him. He got a hold of it, you know, and did all this. And I guess they weren't alarmed when they saw it was missing. They they weren't alarmed by it. I did. Which see I don't that. know how they. Well, she did text her son. And said, "Don't do it." Yeah, I saw that. Okay. But but I guess they weren't they weren't really worried mm-hmm. initially when it initially became missing. They weren't worried about it. Wow. But the, I don't know the whole yeah, story how that happened. I don't know it. It. I don't even feel like they gave us the whole story. I feel yeah, like they're just giving us bits and pieces of it, but. I don't know. Um, so what'd you say? Should parents be charged? Well, for no. I, well, cause she texted him and she told him like, don't do it. She probably realized who knows. She probably legitimately realized that. Like, oh damn, it's missing. And right. She probably, she probably thought, you know, okay, maybe my son is, who knows? Maybe he was going through some stuff. She probably knew about it. Mm-hmm. She texted him. Don't do it. Oh, you know? one thing I did read though, earlier that same day, he was doodling on a piece of paper on his desk and a teacher walked by and saw it was a violent, it was a violent, drawing mm-hmm. of him shooting somebody they took him to the principal's office i believe they called his parents then let him go back to class and then that same and that day happened, that same day damn i just um, i mean i don't i don't necessarily think the parents should be charged because like i said she texted and said don't do it right you know what i'm saying so I mean, she obviously was trying to stop him but like like what is she supposed to do that's what i'm is wondering she, is, she, is she supposed to just like Call the cops initially. Be Superman. That's what, like, like, I mean, like, like running, you yeah, know, catch the bullets. What, like, what is she supposed to do? I don't get it. And I'm thinking too, like, if there's not already a law now, okay. So if there's a law, I don't know every law in the world, and I don't know every law in every state. But if there is a law that says you have to have your gun secured for minors and they can't know the code to the safe, and then that was violated, then okay, cool, arrest them. Mm-hmm. But if that doesn't exist, why are yeah, the you, parents being charged? Yeah, you can't really try somebody for that when. There's no law that's in place. Right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That that situation is just crazy. You know, I really don't think the, the the parents should be charged for it, though. I really don't. Neither do I. But what are they just trying to say, like, they're basically irresponsible parents? Is that what it is? I mean, like, they're they saying were, they should was, be liable because it wasn't secured. I don't mm-hmm. know. I I mean, I do know. I just, they should, that they should be charged with manslaughter for being um, negligent, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how do you, you can take anything from a home, kill anybody yeah. with it, if that's in he you. Because he could have grabbed a, a butcher knife from the kitchen and he could have went to school and just, you know, murdered somebody. Right. So, I mean, that's where then I'm what, at with that. Then, then are the parents still going to be charged for it? To be honest with you, it's all about how, you, how you're raised. I mean, there's adults out here doing some silly shit. Yeah. Um, today, for example, it's um, day five of the Jesse Smollett trial you know that's going on. oh yeah i saw some about that but i haven't been following it child it is a mess i'm gonna tell you this okay. first of all you remember he had hired those nigerian brothers yeah, yeah. to act like they they robbed him i, mm-hmm. I don't know if people have heard about this so jesse smollett um i think is what's his name jamal from the empire yeah um he testified today at his trial where he's charged with staging a racist anti-gay attack and lying to the police about it uh, a little <laughs> backstory if you haven't heard about it 
Um, he denied on Monday that he staged an anti-gay racist attack on himself, testifying at his trial that there was no hoax and that he was the victim of a hate crime in his downtown Chicago neighborhood. So I remember back in the day, it was January 2019. Remember, he went out in the dead of winter at 2 o'clock in the morning because he said he was hungry and wanted a Subway sandwich. In Chicago, too. Now, you being from that area, can you please tell me how cold was it to get at 2 o'clock in the morning in the dead of winter? For one, the dead of winter. So let me tell you something. There's a thing called a wind chill, right? Uh When that wind come off the lake... Off Lake Michigan? Ooh. Ooh. I'm talking about you feeling your bones. Ooh, not the bones. Oh, it's so cold. Is it? Like 20 below? Like negative 20. Ooh. It can be. I've seen the wind chill get to negative 30 before. And that hurts when it hits it's, your face. Yes. Like it, it's, and if, like, okay, let's say he's, I'm sure he was downtown. I'm talking about he wanted to get a burger or something downtown, oh, yeah. right? Subway. I think that's where it happened. Okay. Yeah, downtown. So, as you're walking downtown, right, I've walked downtown, the wind's blowing, usually blowing one direction, so. You know, you you walking next to a building, mm-hmm. and it's cool and calm, but as soon as you go, you, like, step out, and next thing you know, that wind hits you, oh, my goodness. I feel like no. that would hurt. It, and, and the wind, the wind it blows. Like, it blows hard. Obviously, Chicago is a windy city, but mm-hmm. in the dead of winter, right? like, 20 below zero, uh-uh. Let me tell you something Ain't nobody about going outside. I was just about, let me tell you something about me. It can be 2 o'clock in the morning. If I'm hungry, I'm, I'm going to sleep for dinner. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. So... This to get so this they say he did this because back in the day it was January nineteenth mm-hmm. he was very vocal I don't know if you know about this in the social media history about his disdain for Trump couldn't stand it I never I never I never really followed up on him yeah so, so they think he staged this racist homophobic act because oh also because remember something was going on with Empire I believe they're either canceling it or he was about to get dropped from it so he did this that's what they think for some type of clout reaction. To this day, he's maintaining that it's not true. Um, the story is, or the suspicion is, or I should say the allegations are, that he hired two Nigerian brothers to beat his ass and rob him, and they put a noose around his neck or whatever. Keep in mind, when this happened, he went back upstairs and, and then called the police and da 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 like hours later as opposed to right away. And when he, even when they got there, he still had the noose around his neck. It was it was just, it just looked staged. Mm-hmm. Um, some things have come up in this trial that he's on surveillance running, doing a dry run of it. They caught him the day before, oh, <laughs> but he's still maintaining that it happened. Well, I, I thought it had came out that mm-hmm. about the staging and all that or whatever. Right. I thought that it came out that that's what happened. That, that, that it, he's that it was staged. No, it wasn't it, real. Right. Thought, that's what he's saying. It's true. But. It's just now has come out that there is video of the day before oh. showing him do a dry run right. of it, yeah. you know, because I maybe I don't know camera angles or whatever. Yeah. Um. So they say he. Um, Could you imagine? No, looking at the footage of him <laughs> 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 putting a noose, putting a noose around his neck, right. and a dry run. No, he he look he uh really uh what is the word uh what is the word when you um Rehearsed? committed oh. he committed to it so. He orchestrated, so they say he orchestrated the hoax to get publicity. Uh, he gave the Niger- two Nigerian brothers uh, $100 for supplies, instructed them to place the noose around his neck and yell homophobic slurs. And they also said that he gave them a $3,500 check t- to carry it out. Um, he had several hours of testimony. They said he, he remained calm. But I think what's really getting the internet's ablaze about this is that um, what he revealed, I think, today. Uh, Let's hear it. I'm Stan. I haven't been following it, but... And not say... So they said it's breaking. This is breaking news today, y'all. 2021. Jesse Smollett is testifying to his romantic involvement with one of the Nigerian brothers, including multiple trips to bath to bathhouses. 
Um, that was one thing. And then I saw something ignorant earlier. Um, it said, um, <laughs> it said, <laughs> it said, you heard him. Some cocaine and tussling some thang thang. That just tuss. <laughs> Wait, sorry. <laughs> they call it the just tuss. But anyway, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he was really? This is the I most. I think it was staged. Bizarre thing. Yeah, I think it was staged. Yeah, I mean, I've, when it when it came out about that 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 happened when it when it initially happened first, I was like, damn, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. And I thought about, I was like, okay, Chicago, that you know it would. It would happen there. You, don't know. you know, out of all places. Hmm? No, go ahead. Yeah, so then, but then as stuff went on and then it came out, it was staged. I really believe that it was staged. I no longer believed. You want to know the funny thing, What's babe? Up? What's up? I guess I can call you babe. No standing relationship. Mm-hmm. I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the second I heard about this that it was fake. You did? Something in my body just said, this isn't real. It was just so odd from the, from jump. It was so yeah. odd. Well, from when they described the details and like exactly what happened, like to that extent, it's like, it I thought about, it, I was like, oh, I don't think nobody in Chicago is doing that. But now as far as him getting beat up and stuff and all that, I could see that. But like with the noose and all that, but that right there, it's like it checked for that. Cause I remember that, that climate around that time, January mm-hmm. 19, that's when it was the last year of your boys, you know, um, term, mm-hmm. that's when tensions were high. You know, that's when I started doing the, um, you know, campaigning and everything, getting mm-hmm. started and rubbed up. It checked every box yeah. of, you know, a, you know, noose. Of the climate, yeah, um, what's going on. Beat up. Uh, he said they yelled MAGA. Um, he said they yelled the N-word. He said they yelled homophobic slurs. It, it looks like it checked every box. And my thing is, if you, if it's freezing outside, this is just now my legal brain mm-hmm. working, you're probably wrapped up tight. Yeah. How do they even know you? To scream homophobic, they can't even probably even see your face. Yeah. If you have a scarf wrapped around, especially and if it's random people, unless they knew exactly who you were. But right. Yeah, I don't know. I did. I did believe it at first. Um, I believed it. I didn't. I, I didn't have all the details like that. Mm-hmm. I just knew that when they were saying he got jumped and all this other stuff, I believed it at first. Did when you? It, when it hit the the news or whatever. But yeah, as it came out that. It was staged or whatever. I thought then I was like, okay, it's staged. I mm-hmm. thought it was solidified. Right. I didn't even know that they were gonna do a, a trial because I didn't. Oh. I didn't follow. I never followed up on it. I'm glad you said that. You just reminded me. So he. So oh, this is so freaking funny. So remember back in the day. So the the police department was on his side at first. This was what was so interesting about it. And then it was like slowly when when details started coming out, it started slowly turning to a trial on him. Mm-hmm. A case on him. And they started asking him. They started seeing inconsistencies. And they're like, you're lying. And now we're going to charge you for lying on a police report. And he just stuck to it and stuck to it and stuck to it. He sounded like this. Like, this is the definition of dying with a lie. Mm -hmm. Like, this is if like this is a friend I would love to have because I know he would keep my secret. Mm -hmm. He's going to the grave and possibly jail with this secret. Because how much time? How much time did they say he would be facing? I don't even know, but I know that they were trying to sue him, the city, because they used a lot of money to investigate into his because he's falsity. a high profile. Was it like a high profile case? Yeah, yeah, so they were trying to charge him for the resources that went into. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they gonna get their damn money? <laughs> like, hey, Lightfoot said, I need something. They're gonna sue him for for all all the resources and everything that they did to conduct the investigation. I'm sure they got all these different people involved. Right. Right. Wasn't, wasn't like, was the FBI involved or something like that? I don't, too? I don't remember. I think it, I think I it know was a lot of, a something. lot of, 
So all agencies. these different authorities or agencies that were involved, and so they're. Trying, it was crazy. There's probably countless hours of investigating. So they probably like. Can you imagine that expensive having that expensive of a lie? All for nothing. All for not for what to incite what? And the, could you imagine the damn the cops that were out there on that cold <laughs> night? <laughs> all for nothing. I've never they been in weather got, like they that. Probably got called in. You know what I'm saying? Like. They probably got called in to come investigate. It could have been cops that was just at home, sleep. For real. On like, call. All hell, and they got all hell. Let me go down here. Let me bundle up. Because, you know, usually they're used to, well, I'm not trying to talk about your city, but mm-hmm. usually, you know, when you're in Chicago, they, they, they ain't alive. Yeah. yeah it's usually open and shut. Or, yeah. or I'm sorry, just to open. Uh, you know, I can't stand Chicago. But anyway, um, being from the Pacific Northwest, though, it's like, I have never even been in weather that cold. I'm inside when if it gets cold like that. Oh, no. It's, it's a different... It's different. I remember walking, walking in that. I used to walk to school in that. Oh, so you really did that? You know, parents always say, I I walked to school. I walked like two miles, yeah. In the snow? I would take the railroad tracks to like, for a shortcut. But yeah, I definitely walked in the snow, for sure, for sure. So those stories our parents tell are true? Yeah, I would say so. Socks was what? Yeah, all that. Socks, feet froze, toes froze. I don't know. I can't catch a bus. Nah. Mm -mm. Okay. No. I used to walk. It I refuse to believe there was no bus route that could take you to school. There was there was buses, but the way that the route was, well, for one, we were poor, so you know you had to pay for the bus. What a school we bus? Was poor, poor. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't school buses like not for like regular students. When I, I'm talking about when I was in like middle school and stuff, elementary a school, school bus, a yellow bus. We only only knew about the yellow buses for like the. What do you call it? The, I mean, you are from a different place, so yeah. I guess. So we just, we all walk. We walk in groups. You know what I'm saying? We walk well, to hell. school. But um, elementary school, I didn't live. I, I always walked to elementary school, but I didn't live that far from my elementary school. I lived like four or five blocks away, probably. So I would always walk there, no matter what. But yeah, middle mm. school, it was a little further. And yeah, I always walked. Yeah. Double but homicide. There's that. All right. So <laughs> that's how crazy. For real. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Um, there's this lady actually, um, actually let's get to, could you imagine? Could you imagine this? You check in at your gate. You tell them your last name and your confirmation number. You go down the aisles and you look up and down left and right to see 22 a B or C or F D or E or whatever the hell the alphabet. How it goes. You finally put your bag into the overhead and you, you sit down, you take your phone out your pocket after you uh, fasten your seatbelt and you tighten it and you get ready for the, you know, the intercom to go on and tell you, you know, the directions and when the flight's going to take off. And you wait for them to close that door. They close the door, the plane taxis, you elevate into the air and the damn seatbelt sign goes off. Whew, you can take a load off. You can text your family that you made it up in the air safely, turn on your Wi-Fi, put in your AirPods, go to sleep, watch a movie. You know, whatever it is you do on a flight, order a drink. That's probably what you would do. Of course, 100%. <laughs> then you look over and you see a lady providing a drink of her own. She whips out a titty and starts breastfeeding. Now, this might not, so far this doesn't sound crazy to you, does it? No. All right. Her hairless cat on a Delta flight. Wait, <laughs> she was <laughs> she was breastfeeding her cat. She was breastfeeding her hairless cat. Yes, on a Delta flight. A hairless cat at that. Yeah, could you imagine? Are you serious? Could you imagine that? No. Oh, I got it right here. So, a woman took a Delta flight recently. Wasn't kidding around when she whipped <laughs> wasn't out. Wasn't kidding around. <laughs> 
<laughs> when she whipped out her breasts and started feeding her hairless cat. It's so funny how they feel the need to tell us it was hairless, though. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, that means you can see everything. Because, you know, at least if it was a fluffy cat, the hair could probably block mm-hmm. the titty. But, you know, because it was hairless, there was the nothing to like. Yeah. Nothing could obstruct, the, you know, the view. That, and I did it. Oh, of course she's unidentified. I need to know her name. Say her name. The unidentified, <laughs> <laughs> the unidentified female flew from Syracuse, New York, to Atlanta, Georgia, where she was caught breastfeeding her feline on the plane. A flight attendant told her repeatedly to stop and put her cat back in its cage. However, the woman refused. My thing is repeatedly. That's crazy. I almost got my ass whooped for having my cell phone out a couple occasions for t- during taxi. For you real. tell me they asked this woman repeated amount of times to stop breastfeeding her cat. That is. That's probably that's probably one of the craziest stories I've heard in a long, long, long time. I think let's, babe. We know we got a deep dive in this. We got we have to give this what it's worth. Let's go through this. Number one, Syracuse to Atlanta is probably what'd you say? Probably two, two, nah, two and a half, three hour flight. Probably that's what your math tells you. I'm thinking. Well, because New York to you know here out this way is what five hours. Yeah. Like five hours, so I probably probably three hours. Yeah, New York and Georgia aren't that far away. No, probably two and a half, three hours. Yeah. Um, Okay, you have a cat. Hairless. That's Mm -hmm. another issue I have. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what yeah makes people say, "Oh yeah, I want a hairless cat." Because don't you have to? You'd have to pick a hairless cat, wouldn't you? Right. You mean pick it out, right? I hope you're not saying you have to pick the hair. Ooh, child. First, I thought you were about to say you try to. I thought you were talking about picking the hair out the cat. No. You have to pick out that cat, like right. when you're gonna buy it. Or oh, whatever. they're like a, like a, like what do you call it? You know, like a, when something's like a. I know what you, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Like a kind of like a, a hot, not a hot commodity. Yeah, like a hot commodity. Yeah. There, there's that word. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're, what you're um, saying. Then you have to f- realize, where's the baby? That's another thing I thought about. Where's the child? You have milk in your breast, so you've given birth. You've mm-hmm. nursed. You know something. Yeah. Uh, then I, I thought to myself, is she sharing the titties between the baby and the cat? And, and then I thought about how did she find out that the cat could latch onto the titty? It's a sick world. I know. <laughs> that is so nice. Someone actually made a good point. It's on the verge of bestiality to me. That's gross. Ugh. That's very nasty. That's nasty. Now, I get we consume cow milk, well, some of us, but... I don't know if cats are supposed to consume human boob milk. Well, even the fact we consume cow milk, but we ain't sucking it out the damn udder. Or the tea, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's nasty. And yeah. then, so, I asked you the distance because it's like, can you wait it? Like, that's something you're... My, my, my issue with this is that's something you were comfortable doing in public? Yeah. Like, you thought it was okay. <laughs> that's crazy to it's me. It's terrible. That's uh, crazy. Like just the uh. yeah, just your mind, just you thinking like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go up. Yeah, you know my cat, my cat's in here meowing. He or she, whatever the cat is, she oh she's hungry. Let me, let me whip out my titty and yeah, you know like the cat just holding the cat. The cat latches on and you just come on now. Can you imagine how that looked? Oh, oh, I would be infuriated yeah. if I looked over to I'd, my I'd left. Like, I'd probably be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I would be like, Can like y'all stop buying yeah, me drinks. Exactly. I think I'm so drunk that I'm imagining some lady with her breastfeeding a kitty. Exactly. It would have been, it would have definitely been a thing. Yes, ugh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's filthy. Yeah, very much so. Jesus. Unsanitary. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a 
Oh, shit. Yuck. Who that's nasty? Judas Boy. Priest. All right. But anyway, that was my... <laughs> Judas uh, Priest. <laughs> what you watching? <laughs> let me know, let me know. What you want to recommend to the listeners to watch or listen to if you haven't watched anything or binge anything? Hmm. Harlem. You took mine. Harlem. Uh, On Amazon Prime. Yeah. I obviously didn't watch um, as much as you. I, I missed certain parts, but from what I saw, it was very good. Yeah, I would um, definitely surprisingly. recommend. Yeah, go ahead, babe. Keep going. I'm just saying because, you know, it's. I, I was thinking it would be more like a chick flick kind of, but. It's it's cool. It's just it's cool. I think it's really cool. I think all couples should, you know, sit down and watch it. Not even just for the fact, you know, they should just watch it together. It's just it's good and it kept me engaged and yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So I had my um reservations because I watched Round uh Round the World on Stars. It's about four women in Harlem as well. And I thought, oh no, here's another show about four black women in New York. Because, um, you know, everybody, not even black women, everybody kind of always tries to redo the whole Sex in the City, Gossip Girl type mm-hmm. shows. Or like girls, some would argue, well, girls on HBO, the Lena Durham show. Yeah. I love that, you know, with Adam. And, mm-hmm. and then we, some even compare Insecure to girls. They say that without girls, there probably wouldn't be an Insecure. That they're kind of the same, like the awkward black girl. Mm-hmm. How Lena, so they compare those two. And then how we, so Run the World is a show on stars about four uh, friends who all, you know, you're a millennial modern day black woman and them navigating relationships. Mm-hmm. Harlem about the same thing, but Harlem did it better to me. So if you guys want to watch it, it's on Amazon prime. It has Megan good in it. And I don't know any of the other actresses, but, um, Tyler LePay is in it. He's the one that looks like Drake. That was yeah, on P Valley. Valley. Yeah. The security guard. Yeah. And who else was in it that I've seen before? Um, Whoopi. Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. Jasmine guy, and that's the more familiar faces, but it's really good. It's good. It, I think no, it is good. Mm-hmm. I was I was kind of skeptical when I when I saw making good because yeah, she's not the best. You actress. know, everybody. Yeah, she's not. But but no, she did good though. She did. It was just some parts. Uh, you know, maybe oh, we were talking about the, the dream. Yeah, yeah. She was dreaming or whatever, daydreaming. She, she and was she daydreaming. Snapped. I was like, come on now. Yeah, I'm like, girl, you've been but, an actress all your life. You should learn how to snap out of a dream. Right. Now. Uh, uh, but no, it was good. So. I don't, want, I don't even know what to talk about. I don't want to give it away. But basically, Megan Good is an adjunct professor at Columbia. Um, her friend is a Broadway actress. She had got lost a record deal, so she was struggling. The other one had created, um, she was a CEO and founder of a queer black dating app. Mm-hmm. And she was, nav- but then she was also navigating dating life outside of that. Um, I don't want to give it away, but she. I'm not even going to give that part away. Yeah. And then we had, um, oh, the Quinn. Uh, oh, that's another familiar face mm-hmm. uh, from Empire. Uh, what's her name? I forgot her name. Grace Byers. Uh, she was Lucius's girl when Cookie got out of jail, the mm-hmm. uh, light-skinned lady. Mm-hmm. But she's in it. And she was basically, she left uh, the corporate world and went to go follow her dream to own a boutique. And her mother disapproved, so they showed that relationship. But it's just a really good um, story. It doesn't get too big on the woke, but it does just enough to show the experience of, you know, four black women living in Harlem. And that's what I like because I'm kind of getting over woke. Y'all learn that in other <laughs> episodes. I'm so over cancel culture and woke, woke culture, culture that yeah. I don't know what to do. But 
I would advise you guys go uh, go go watch that. Anything you want to tell them about you listening to or? Um, I mean, not really. Uh, I just what am I listening to now? I don't even know. Um, some I skimmed through Summer Walker's a couple of songs on her mm. that project. Nothing, nothing. There's n- nothing that's really catching my attention music wise lately. Shockingly. Am I the only one? I mean, yeah, no. And that's what I tell you. Sometimes I feel like a marker of me when I feel like I'm going to get a depression is when music doesn't do it for me. To me, that's like my first sign. Like, am I depressed? Mm-hmm. And for me, music really hasn't been doing it for me. But I've found it's not me. It's this music's whack right now. Mm-hmm. Ugh, stale, stale as hell. But I will say, I did listen to Bia's album. Yeah, you know, I'm not big on rap, but I do enjoy hers. Um, as you know, I'm Anne Marie. Mm-hmm. I love me Good some girl. Anne. Ironically, she's yeah. from Chicago. I love her. I love her whole entire album. But that's about it for me with yeah, music. Your music. You have some new stuff coming out. Yeah, I do. I have a song called Exclusive with my boy Fidero. Um, just putting the finishing touches and who can share it when it's done. Some, yeah, we'll share it most definitely. Shoot, that's our first episode. Yeah. I'm happy to be doing this with you. Yes, likewise. All right, y'all. Well, again, we are No Culture, where we discuss all things culture or lack thereof. I'm Bailey, and you can find me at The Bayway, T-H-E-B-A-I-W-A-Y. And I'm June. You can find me at June B. Hook Monster with an A. Um, Yeah. J-U-N-E-B. J-U-N-E-B-H-O-O-K-M-O-N-S-T-A. All right. And, um, you know, we don't have our Instagram yet for the podcast. I'm still going back and forth if I'm even going to create one or if we're just going to promote it on our personal pages. So mm-hmm. when we get one, we'll share it. But um, all right, you guys. So uh, I guess we'll uh, see you guys next time. Yes. No culture.